It's time to accelerate. Hi, this is Andy. Welcome to another edition of Frontline Friday with my regular and very special guest, Bridget Gleason. Now, before we get to the show, Bridget and I have a favor to ask of you. Really appreciate it. If you took time right now to leave a review for this show on iTunes, and while you're there, click the button, subscribe to Accelerate, make sure you get Frontline Friday automatically each week. Also, we need to hear from you. More specifically, we need your sales questions. I mean, what can we answer for you? What challenges do you have that we can help you with? So go to accelerate.fm forward slash frontline and enter your question there. Each month, we're going to select one listener's question to be the question of the month. And the winner will receive a $50 Amazon gift card. So remember, go to accelerate.fm forward slash frontline to give us your question and maybe win 50 bucks. So Bridget, how are you today? I'm doing as usual, Andy. Why do Super. I ask? Great. Fantastic. Well, there you go. Fantastic. The third time. That was that was the answer. That's the typical answer. That's right. I know. I like to change it up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, me too. <laughs> so what's the latest with you, Andy? You know, for those who haven't heard, not that anybody would necessarily have heard, but I enjoyed a stay in a hospital <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yeah, I was pretty sick. With, mm. uh, and... Uh, yeah, if you can avoid that, by all stretch of imagination, you should avoid going to the hospital. So, especially if you get really sick like I did. I mean, that was just uh, out of the blue. You know, these things that I don't fit any of the profiles, I don't have any of the symptoms, any of the behaviors that say you would get this particular condition, which was acute pancreatitis. And uh, yet there I was. I know. <laughs> there I was. I- I think I mentioned to you that I've known several people that have had acute pancreatitis, one of whom was my mother. Oh, there you go. It's a, and it didn't fit the symptoms. I think maybe they should rethink what the symptoms are. Rethink that who the demographic is because the people I know who've had it didn't fit the profile. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not alcohol abusers, not, uh, not at all. Obese people with gallstones or anything like that. Yeah. No, it was, was, um, yeah, it came out of the blue. We're not sure. We're still investigating. The doctors uh, that I'm working with still you know, sort of cutting a lot of things out of my life to start eliminating possibilities that might exist. But um, yeah, kind of big mystery. But yeah, I was I was uh, really sick and walked into the ER room here in Manhattan, the ER, and doctor commented that, uh, yeah, someone this sick usually shows up in an ambulance, not... Uh, Sort of idly walking, walking into the ER. Uh, mm. So, but uh, yeah, they took good care of me at the hospital and at uh, NYU Medical Center, and and uh, yeah, after a few days of sort of passed in a haze, I was or four days, I guess I was I was out. But um, yeah, still a lot of work to do to get back up to full strength. Well, and just gratitude for good health in general. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, when you when you don't have it, you certainly appreciate it more. I, I know you certainly appreciate it. So just a lot of gratitude for good health and gratitude yeah. that you're on this side of it, Andy. A lot of people struggle with health issues, and the fact that you don't on a regular basis, I don't either. Um, you know, we're we're fortunate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, it's it's. Uh, yeah, when you're in the hospital, you get a chance to see a lot of people who are yes less fortunate than yourselves, and. Uh, so yeah, I'm trying to think. I couldn't even remember the last time I'd 
I don't think I'd ever spent so much time in a hospital. So, yeah, I've had surgery a couple times, but I was, you know, these days they do that on outpatient basis. You don't even spend a mm-hmm. night, don't even spend a night in the hospital. So I, yeah, this was, uh, this was, yeah, <laughs> quite the experience. And the hospital was so crowded that I actually spent the first night, uh, like joking my private room in the middle of the hallway. So, uh, but they were nice and they brought, <laughs> brought those portable shades that completely closed me off. So, oh gosh. So, uh, yeah, yeah, had a private room that first night. <laughs> well, <laughs> here we are. Here, here we, we are. are. All right. So, here let's, we are. let's talk about sales. And I apologize yes. in advance that people think my voice sounds a little different because, yeah, I've actually one of the things after this is my voice does get tired more quickly. So, um, you know, I read something over the weekend that, that just sort of drove me nuts. It drove me nuts, which was yet another survey, another article talking about, you know, is cold calling dead or, you know, have we seen the death of cold calling? And I, I don't know why it sets me off so much, but it's like, I was going to ask you, why does it, why <laughs> does that set you off? I think that's the first thing because I see that, I see that article or that headline or uh, blog post frequently. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I think, well, I think part of what, what irritates me so much is I think that the people who put it out there and those that really gravitate toward this topic are basically looking for an excuse not to cold call. You know, hey, if, if everybody says it doesn't work anymore, then why should I be doing it? And, and, and I think it, it sort of obscures a larger question, which is about, you know, if you have a responsibility for developing new business and new prospects, why would you take any option off the table? Right? Because, I mean, how many, people are, how many people are really crushing it? So let's say, you know, an average sales force, maybe half the people are hitting quota and half aren't. And are the half that aren't, are they trying every single thing they can do to develop new prospects and, you know, fill their pipeline and so on? Or have they said, no, I, I, I'll try these things, but I won't try like cold calling, I won't try this other stuff because people say it doesn't work anymore. I, I see it a little bit differently. I don't. I, I don't want sales reps just trying sort of anything just to to get a sale. I don't want them to try just for the sake of trying. Or let's say that's that's maybe not exactly accurate. I don't want them to have a strategy, an outbound strategy that's sort of the throw the spaghetti on the wall approach. I agree. I think I think salespeople, you you need to be thoughtful mm-hmm. about. And deliberate. And deliberate about what works and what works for your customers and clients and when and where. And so to me, it's not is I don't I don't know that it it's an excuse for people who don't want a cold call. I think it's kind of a cop out. I think it can be a cop out. I think there are industries in which cold calling doesn't have the same return that it would, let's say, selling to developers, which is uh, who we sell to. Mm-hmm. They're not big phone users. They don't have phones on their desks. Yes, they have cell phones. It's not how they choose to communicate. I wouldn't have, that doesn't mean that the reps here don't cold call. But it does mean that as their only strategy would not be effective. 
It also means that doing 140 calls is not as effective as identifying, okay, within this company, um, an IT operations manager is probably more likely, just because of his role and what he's doing, to have it than, let's say, a back-end developer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you just have to be more thoughtful about it. So I think it it, it has to... I don't think cold calling is dead, but I think the smile and dial is not very effective. Sure. But my point was really different. I mean, it was more aligned a little bit with what you're saying. But yeah, I don't think you just throw everything up against the wall. But the fact is that, you know, let's say you're in a field sales role, um, which still the vast majority of salespeople out there are in field sales roles. So, so if your job is developing new prospects, new business, you know, what are you doing today? And unless, as I said, unless you're really crushing it, at some point you say, okay, well, I've got to adjust my my strategy. So what else could I do, right, in a thoughtful, deliberate way, look at what I'm doing and what can I do to make this better, more effective, more efficient? And if you just say a priori, well, you know, cold calling is not going to work, so I'm not going to do that. Because people say they can't reach people, you know, all these litany of reasons, then perhaps you're shortchanging yourself. Yeah, I and, think and that's... I, and, I think, and I think that's one of the things that, that gets me so frustrated is, is people are going into this task and walling off options because urban myth is it doesn't work anymore or it's quote-unquote dead. And yeah, it's not right for every situation, for sure, as you pointed out. But this idea that we're going to take whether it's cold calling or social selling, or there's going to be, invariably it's going to become social selling is dead. Um, is, is we're going to take all these things and start, you know, like I said, taking them off the table as options without really understanding how they should be used, when you should be using them, how they could help you. Do they fit your style, your MO, how you sell, which, you know, they don't for everybody, but it's just, you know, again, you see these surveys or articles with, you know, hundreds of people liking it and sharing it. It's just like, seriously, what, why are people so enthusiastic about saying when to kill cold calling when, you know, there are lots of people out there that this is the way that they develop new business and do it extremely effectively. Well, and you know that most people don't like to cold call. Never have. That's hasn't, Never changed, will. hasn't changed for. That's what I mean. That's why I'm saying this article is, this, this article is as old as time. I've been hearing this article since I was selling. And I will tell you, Andy, that was a long time ago when I started. Which century was that? I know. I know. It was a long time ago. So I think that, yeah, people don't like to do it. And so we tend to gravitate. People are trying to find data to support a decision that they already made. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, confirmation bias at work, right? Uh Uh-huh. It's exactly confirmation bias at work. So I think the... What maybe what your what frustrates you, perhaps? Now I feel like I'm playing psychologist here, but that's fine. I that's like okay. to play psychologist because I'm, 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 I'm totally untrained. I'm laying back on the couch, so go ahead. Okay, yeah. lay. Yeah, you probably already laying back on the couch. I like to play this game because I don't have any experience, so nobody should even listen to this. Um, but maybe the frustration is that there's this, you know, plethora of articles about is cold calling dead. And we don't see as many that talk perhaps about 
cold calling as an effective strategy. It's not the only strategy, but it's an effective strategy. And people who are good at and who have figured out how to make it work and get through and why and how. And people don't like to share those as much because they don't want to do it. Well, I mean, yeah, some friends of the show, Jeb Blunt, Mike Weinberg, Anthony Anarino, some others, you know, put on the first of their outbound events, you know, somewhere a big gathering of sales professionals to focus on proactive outbound. Um, I think, I think so clearly there's, there's industries where it works and probably more industries where it works than where it's being used today because in part, you know, people are accepting, like I said, the sort of urban myth that, that cold calling doesn't work. And I think what frustrates me, doctor, yes. is, is that what it is, it's a sign that people have sort of stopped learning. You know, they're stopped trying. Right? If I'm, if I'm just going to reject that without ever having used it, like granted, there are some industries where it doesn't make sense. But, you know, in the broad sense of things, it's still extremely applicable is if I'm going to just never use that as a weapon, then I'm basically saying, yeah, I've stopped learning. Okay. Andy, I think that's a bit of a generalization. It could be that you've been in the hospital a little bit too long and you're not <laughs> as sharp. And so I'm going to cut you some slack here because I think that's a big generalization. Which one? I don't, that people have stopped learning because they don't want to cold call. Well, that they no, that they won't consider it. I think they don't want to do it. I think exactly. they're just stubborn. I don't think it's or that they've afraid. stopped learning. Or they're afraid. They, or they don't like it. They don't like it. I don't like spinach. I'm not going to eat it. Still? I, you still don't like spinach? I love spinach, actually. Okay. But, um, no, I love spinach. No, but I, I think, I don't know that this particular one is, I, I don't think people like cold calling, okay? I think it's uncomfortable. It's awkward. You don't, you have to make a lot of dials before you get someone. I don't answer my phone. I don't answer my phone if I don't know who it is. So somebody who cold calls me is going to have a hard time. Now, occasionally, I think it's somebody else or I'm waiting for a call and someone will get me. And sometimes that leads to something. So occasionally it will work. But I think in this case, it's not that they, this is my sense, is that it's not that because they don't want to learn. It's they don't want to cold call. They don't like it. It's uncomfortable. They don't want to do what's uncomfortable. So, well, but wait, 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 though. Okay. But yes. <laughs> granted, yes. granted with that. Okay. I grant you all that. Okay, good. Keep granting. But but there's still ways to learn how to do something you don't like, especially if it's going to help you achieve the goals and objectives that you want in your life or your career. So, yeah, I never liked cold calling. I mean. But I still had to do my version of it, right, in order to generate prospects. I did it, you know, my entire career. Still do it. Um, so it's it's because I I know it as painful as it is. I also know that it works, right. So, but I have to find a way to accommodate it with with you know my style, as we talked about before. Which I agree, hundred percent. You need to have it fit into your style, but. It's like I said, it's these blanket statements that as I said that really get me going because again, I think that there are lots of people, lots of companies, lots of industries that aren't even considering how they would use this effectively as a strategy to develop pipeline that should be. Because they've all accepted the idea that it doesn't work anymore. 
That I yeah, I think there's a lot of people who've accepted doesn't work individuals, but I don't know very many companies that don't have some sort of outbound strategy that doesn't include cold calling. They may not like it, but I don't know very many that have said, I don't know very many sales managers who have said, I don't want my people to cold call. Maybe you do. You talk to a lot more people than I do in this world. You talk to more people like me. (laughs) I'm sorry for that. Well, not everybody. You're one of a kind. but um, I know. Yeah, I mean, certainly there are companies that have stopped any sort of proactive outbound. But um, yeah, they're still in a distinct minority. But I wasn't really saying that that that's the case. I'm just more worried about the individuals that that um, you know read these articles, think this is still really a valid question. And my point is that I don't think yeah, I don't think it is a, a valid point of discussion. I think we waste so much time about this idea whether cold calling's dead or not. And the issue is not whether it's dead; it's whether it works for you. It's still a, perfectly applicable tool for many, many companies. It's just, yeah, does it work for you? And how do you make it work for you? And do you, do you know of a lot of companies that give the reps the the individual choice and control to say, yes, I'm going to cold call or no, I'm not going to as a strategy. Yeah, actually, I think probably the majority of companies still do that. They give them choice. Yeah, I mean, I see, don't think so. Oh yeah, I mean, you're, don't forget, you're in the bubble. You're in the tech bubble. Why? Well, oh 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 oh. <laughs> right. Wait 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 wait. You mean uh, I, I maybe I want to get out of the tech bubble? Let's <laughs> let's hear how they do it differently. <clears throat> no, I mean, like I look at these, like what? when I look at metrics, I look at metrics you know, calls or emails or meetings. So if I see a rep that has fewer, I'm going to call it out and say, Hey, what's going on here? I don't see as many outbound. I don't see. So are you telling me that in some outside my bubble, my beautiful bubble, mm-hmm. um, it's sort of like the wild west and the reps just get to do what they want. That sounds like a good bubble. I want to go work in that bubble. Oh my gosh. We need to get you out more often. <laughs> I know, no, I know. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Well, we've talked about this on the show. I mean, most I'm gonna give you an example. You know, a uh yeah, you know, talk to a VP of sales at a hundred year old company that's number one in their field. They got sixty field sales reps. You know, their initiative for two thousand strategic initiative for two thousand seven, their number one market share leader. Number one strategic initiative for 2017 is installing a CRM system for the first time. That's the real world. That's the outside, outside the leading edge companies you employing all this great technology, innovation, and sales that we have in, in you know the broader quote unquote valley, which you know, East Coast, West Coast. You know, you got small businesses out there that you know people are just out making calls the way they've made them for ages, forever. That's 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 the real world. That's where the vast majority of salespeople are still working in the field out there. This is what they're doing. Like I said, it's a beautiful bubble that I'm in. I like my bubble. I like my bubble. It is. It is. Yeah. Okay. So that's true. If somebody's in, a, really, they're just installing their CRM. I have to really wrap my head around that one. Yeah, I mean, I've got clients that have. 
100 Insight salespeople that, that uh, the only sales tool they have is a custom CRM they wrote years ago. They have no sales tech at all, nothing in the stack beyond that. And, you know, they do a pretty good job, of all things considered. But, I mean, it's not that they couldn't do better, perhaps, if the application of technology. But, you know, this is, this is the world they're in. So, you know, this is, that's, this is sales for most people. Okay, but Andy, Andy. Yes. None of those people are listening to the podcast. Okay. So those, I don't think those people are listening. I think those people. They do. They, they do? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, part of the mission of this podcast from the beginning has been as, you know, how do we, how do we help share with people who are not in the bubble, you know, the advances and the, the tools and the technologies and things that, not that they could, you know, adopt a full sales stack from day one, but that they could start getting exposed to all these things that exist that can help them do a better job for their customers, do a better job for themselves in selling. And so, yeah, yeah, we're, you know, it's been like I said, the mission from the beginning is to try to it, this help is, ev- you're help evangelizing. Everybody. Help everybody. You're a sales pre- you're a sales tool, you're a sales effectiveness preacher, basically. I didn't realize that we were like that this was an evangelistic Welcome podcast. to the church. I'm so happy. Like I feel like I'm late to the game. <laughs> like <laughs> that this maybe everybody else knew this ahead of time but me, that this is what we were doing, preaching. But now that I know, I feel more enthusiastic about it. Oh wow. Good. Because after, no, after, after after eighty two episodes, after eighty two episodes, it'd be good if you did, were enthusiastic about it. Yes. No, but I was enthusiastic before, but now I'm okay. even more enthusiastic. Got it. Okay. Because now, now you've helped me see the light. Okay, and I appreciate that. That there are in out of my bubble. Okay, I've been in my bubble too long. I've been in my bubble, my beautiful bubble. Your entire career. Oh, I guess so. Okay, but it's time for me to step out. I'm feeling badly that I've always been in this bubble. And so just, I know, I mean, aware, but sort of like watching a movie. It's sort of like I'm watching an old movie when you tell me these things. Like part of when we were talking, I was thinking about, like when you were talking about, it's called calling dead. And I was thinking about, gosh, I remember when I was first at Xerox and the copier reps would have to be out of the office every day between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Those were the golden hours. Yes. Because they were going door to door, office yes. to office. Yep. Often they would get thrown out, similar hand, to be having Hand to hand combat. Hand to hand, sometimes getting kicked out of offices because they, people didn't hang up phones, that you got kicked out of offices. If you had an appointment, you'd go to a payphone, you knew where all the payphones were, call ahead of time, confirm the appointment. Mm hmm. Well, I was going to say I'm glad I didn't say it because I think you're going to disabuse me of this notion. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people are out going door to door like that, right? Using payphones. Well, no payphones. We all have cell phones. We all have <laughs> cell phones now. Cell though, right? phones, yeah. Even outside the even outside the bubble. Yeah, yeah. Do we have do we have cell phones outside the bubble? Now we, I need to ask. Of course. Okay, no, don't say of course. I didn't think we had, C- I thought we had CRMs outside the bubble too, but apparently not. Well, I mean, I think there's, we could spend a whole episode on that, on on what the... In, inside actual, the bubble, outside the bubble? Outside the bubble, what the actual penetration of CRM systems are in, in you know, small, mid-sized businesses across the United States. But, you know, it's not very good. 
Okay. So, okay. So if that's the case, yes, I, I do believe, I do believe that people are out. Yeah. It's a wild, wild west. You're right. If I'm a field sales rep, like I have to think back, I have to go way far back, way far back. Like I'm watching an old movie when I was in it. Yeah. Every, when everything I, was black and white when you were doing it. Essentially. Essentially. Mm, yeah. And, and yeah, when I was out doing my thing, I, I wasn't worried. My manager wasn't telling me what to do, how to do it. I had to figure it all out myself. Mm-hmm. I just thought we'd move way past that because I've been in the bubble. Mm, yeah, no. <laughs> okay, yeah, no. Well, then, uh, okay, okay, here's the other thing for the people outside the bubble. Yeah, people outside the bubble also have desk phones. Yeah, maybe. I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, possibly. I mean, you'll, you'll see companies out there that, that uh, like I said, have homegrown, homegrown uh, CRM systems that they may have integrated with a dialer. But, yeah, that's about it. Like, you know, you used to work for a company, Yesware, they you know, email tracking and so on. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know talk them. To, talk to companies all the time that, that uh, no idea that it even exists as a capability. Okay, I, yes, I have, I believe that. So, you know, it's just, you know, again, we tend to, we just tend to have our perspective skewed, excuse me, by, by the fact that, you know, we're so fortunate to work in, with companies like you do, and I have in my career that, you know, are at the leading edge of things that, that, uh, you know, are pioneering the way sales is going to be done for the next, you know, X period of time. But, you know, it's a very thin leading edge. It's a very thin, very thin leading edge. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, we just need to keep that in mind as we, you know, talk to our audience and, and uh, hear from our audience. Because certainly hear questions from audience members that, that you know, reflect that. That, you know, they're, they're out in the field. They're, they're dealing with this idea of, you know, how do, I, how do I get more of somebody's time? But they mean face-to-face time. Right, not uh, not phone time, not virtual time. Fascinating. I really do need to come outside of my bubble. All right, we'll invite you. I out. should go on a field trip. Should go on a field trip. You should go on a field trip. We'll invite you out sometime, and uh, maybe not in time for our next episode, but before too long, we'll get you, we'll get you out there. Okay, good. I look forward to it. All right, so Bridget, that's it for today. As always, thank you, thank you, thank you. And likewise, I really enjoyed it. I really learned something today. I'm really glad to, now that I've got a new calling, literally. Yeah, literally. Literally. I feel good about that. Of course, the last time you said I taught you something, you were cursing me as you signed off. So anyway. Don't, re- don't remind me that because I still feel a little <laughs> bit upset about that one. I'm trying to forget it. All right. Cool. We'll go spend a few days in the hospital. Everything that happens before then, completely wiped from your mind. So, <laughs> All right. Especially when they administer the high, the high dose painkillers. So. Dear. All right. Friends, thank you again for listening to us. We'll be back next Friday. Till then, Bridget. Have a great week. See you then. <laughs>